Listen in as the two business guys mastermind on the metaverse and NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Enjoy. This business podcast, the two business guys mastermind uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup, operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. All right, everybody, we're talking all things metaverse, right? So the two business guys are masterminding on the metaverse. More importantly, Rob, I think, you know, and how we're going to make some money in the metaverse right now. Right. With kind of new in it for me, <laughs> kind of new, right? But kind of not, you know, you have. Uh, when you think about metaverse, and you think about all things virtual, right? And the things that, and, and areas and, and how you can make money in the metaverse where you're, whether you're on a video game and you're making money in it for buying things, right? Or you're, you're building stuff that's kind of been around. But then when Facebook changed their name to meta, well, that opened up some stuff, right? They were listening to Mark Zuckerberg talk about the metaverse and people start going, and you know, of course, when, once marketers like me get a hold of the metaverse, right? We just we gonna wear that thing out as much as we possibly can. So, I, I was doing some research the other day, Rob, and I'm trying to find uh, URLs, domain names with Meta in it, gone. Uh, <laughs> and I read that a lot of uh, you know uh, Chinese uh, business people have just gone through and tried to buy everything they can, starting to do uh, you know to get licenses and all kinds of stuff, man, to protect themselves with regard to buying things or creating businesses and all that kind of stuff um, with all things meta. So that made me kind of go, I think the two business guys need, need to get on this and talk about it so we can be of value to the people that listen to us. And at the same time, see if, you know, we need to spin some stuff up in the mm-hmm. metaverse or to take advantage of it. So, you know, what have what kind of thoughts have you had around this or information have you had around metaverse and all things meta that yeah. you know we could bring to our people? Yeah, no, I think I think that it's a it's an important topic to be talked about. And I think you know, when we were talking about this off camera, with any type of trend that comes up, I'm a big I'm a history buff. Like I go and I look at, you know, when I when I look at military history, when I look at, you know, the, the, the history of conquerors, I used to be a Spanish teacher. So when I looked at the conquistadors and the, and the conquest of the new world, I looked back at the, you know, I would teach my kids about the conquest of the Moors into um, um, from northern Africa into Europe. Mm-hmm. And it's important to see that to see cycles. Right. These things. There's a there's a verse in the Bible that says there's nothing new under the sun, right? And just to remember that these things happen over and over again, because I think a lot of times what we get caught up in is, oh my God, this is new. It's never been right, done before. Right. And I'm like, even if the thing has never been done before, the system that's bringing the thing to you is the same system. And so I I would say to most people to, as as we begin, because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you ever seen um, that Steven Spielberg did a movie Red, Ready Player One, which yeah. was just amazing in how it it really kind of gave us a vision of what this world this new world could look like and one of the key things that was interesting about that 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 um that verse right that metaverse if you would was that you had to constantly buy stuff in order just like you was in the in the regular world just like 
you got to do in the metaverse in order to power up in order to do all that stuff you can find stuff and, and you can do stuff but you had to buy stuff if you look at a lot of these games that are out like my wife plays a lot of the you know like candy crush and and whatever it is where you match in different colors and like she's got uh, you know 15 of those different games and car games and stuff the money isn't made in the game the money is made in giving you cheat codes and power-ups and all the rest <laughs> of that that's right and so and so i guess my thing would be to everybody as you're looking at this, yes, it's going to change. Yes, it's going to be different. But here's the things that are going to remain constant. People are going to need stuff so that they can enjoy their experience in the metaverse. If you can be the purveyor of that stuff, you can make lots of money, even if you don't own nothing in the metaverse. And if you don't believe me, go back to the iPhone. Think about how many people got rich making apps for the iPhone. That's it. Okay, yep, yeah, and that's that's the direction I'm going for. Is it doesn't matter what's coming. Is can you you know spin up that that interesting thing that makes it stickier, right? So that that um, that accessory. Mm. What is going to be your accessory? I mean, and, and it's really funny, Rob, when we're thinking about these new things, and we go, wait a minute. Can we put the same kind of business modeling to this new thing, right? In other words, can you bring something, bring it to it, find the people that are doing something kind of consistent, right? Find your customer first, make them thirsty, and then get them to drink whatever you have. So, you know, and... and Okay, you know, we're getting a little, you know, Spengali here, but but that's what it it comes down to, right? It doesn't matter what they call it. They call mm-hmm. the internet the internet, and people are like, "What is this internet thing?" Right? <laughs> right. And then you go, "Oh, oh, wait a minute. This is where stuff is built. This is where your business can live. This is exactly. where you see to I me. Mean? Metaverse yeah. is going to be a destination. Exactly. And your job as a business owner is going to be how do you make people's lives easier in the metaverse." And I mean, I remember back, and this is what, 97, I think summer of 97, I'm a freshman, just finished my freshman year of college. I am in the, um, in the, the computer lab, because this is before everybody even had personal computers and everything. We had, you know, you know, well-off people had their own computers. I had like a hand-me-down, hand-me-down computer that was like, it had maybe eight bits of memory or whatever. So I would go to the library and do all the real computing that I needed to do. And we're in there and I'm learning HTML code and building websites as a fad. And here's what I learned during that summer. HTML code is hard and it takes a long time to type a whole bunch of stuff to make simple stuff happen, right? At least it did, you know, 20 years ago. Um, Now, here was the interesting thing. If you look today, the companies that are making the most money in the internet space are the companies that make it easy for you to build a website to access the internet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because people are willing to pay for that access. And it, it, it goes back, and we were talking about this off camera, I'll tell you, you can go all the way back to the gold rush of 1849, right? Where the 49ers get their names from. The interesting thing about the gold rush of 1849 is the stories that you hear are about the guys who struck it big and made off and had millions of dollars. But those were... One in a thousand, one in a one in ten thousand. But interestingly enough, every one of those shop owners got rich. How is that, everybody? 
Right. The old money in San Francisco, the old money, all the, if you go back and trace the money in the in, in the West, in California, much of that old money is to the people who supplied jeans. Ever, ever heard of Levi Strauss? Right. Jeans, um, picks, shovels, axes, all those different types of things, all of the, imp the, 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 the implements of gold mining. Those people had a steady stream because here's the interesting thing. Even though one out of a thousand people that went to look for gold found gold, a thousand out of a thousand people that went to look for gold needed axe, needed a pickaxe, needed a shovel, needed a, a, a sifter. Needed a spatula. So, right? So <laughs> if I sell those things, I got a thousand customers. That's right. And sometimes of those thousand customers, they'll break stuff. So they'll need another one. So I could have 2,000 sales without ever any one of those customers ever hitting gold. Ain't that amazing? And now if one guy hits gold, I got another thousand customers. If you guys hearing what, you, what you're hearing right now, you should be saying to yourself, wait a minute, I need to be a seller of pickaxes. I need to be, it's not you know literal, but now virtual pickaxes. <laughs> exactly. Right. What does that look like? Right now we're hearing a lot of stuff about you know, the uh, the future is here and the future is NFTs and the future is blockchain technologies and the future is, you know, digital art. And we're hearing all of these things, right? But those are the direct result of how do people get to that stuff, right? Exactly. I, I've been, you know, and I've been, you know, diving in, man. I got sniffers out there, you know, looking for different things that I can, you know, create and spin up because that's what my business, our bridge business institute does, right? We take a look at these business models, take a look at these new ideas, chase after them a little bit and see if we can create something that makes us money, right? Like the room of the house I always talk about. There you go. So you got the real world, you got the virtual world, and then you, you've got how you are going to present to folks these pickaxes how's that going to look and you got to do it faster than maybe everybody else is going to do it maybe you're the first because you're going to have more general stores that you know spin up because they see opportunity too and again like i say the marketers are getting to it and you know we're going to be selling you know everything we can games technology you know we're going to be saying hey how you can spend time in the metaverse you know what i mean how you uh uh how you can advertise, how you can market. That's why marketing is such a, such a great field because here's the deal. Whether you're a successful business or an unsuccessful business, guess what you need? Marketing, right? Another space that's going to, uh, some of the other things that you think about, just, just you know, deconstructing what the metaverse is. The metaverse is a place where people are going to plug in to live and to experience life, to do different things, Right. So what are they going to need? They're going to need whatever the tools are, <coughs> excuse me, to plug in. So if you get into the manufacture of VR headsets, if you get into the manufacture of, right, the, the, the gloves, the chairs, the, any of those types of things, those are businesses that regardless of whether or not people are really good at this and, you know, make lots of money in the metaverse or whether that's the only thing they ever buy, that those are some of the things that people can buy. So you can look, look at going into manufacturing. But also remember in the ads or not the ads, the apps that are going to be available, how can you make their experience of the metaverse easier? What is the one thing that you can spin up that is simple, right? I mean, it, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It, like think about Snapchat, 
and Instagram and the way that they came about, one of the biggest things that hit them and now is in every different platform that you can think of is filters. That was an HTML code that somebody put on. And now <laughs> they are selling filters that go with every program and they get paid off of that every time. Right. Just simple stuff that you can say, how can I make this experience better? How can I make this 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 um, this this experience easier? Right. I remember I was in a, in a class when I was in law school. And it was um, we had a bunch of venture capitalists that came in and talked about kind of what are the businesses today that they um, invest in. And one of the guys that came in was a guy that uh, he had founded uh, OKCupid, which they then sold to Match.com for $50 million. Right. And one of the things that he had talked about was whenever they go to go into any type of business venture or area, what he looks for is one of three things. Number one, can we do it better? Right. Better quality. Right or better experience. Number two, can we do it faster? Or number three, can we do it cheaper? So what better, can we improve faster, on? Faster, cheaper. Okay. Better, faster, or cheaper. You don't have to do all three, but you have to be able to do one of those three in order to enter the market because you know that therefore you're filling a need. You're filling a gap that's in the market. And so that's the thing that you want to be looking at, right? It's not necessarily that you've got to come up with some revolutionary new idea. Right. Think about import export places. Right. Their whole thing is they just get it to you faster because they have a relationship. So they're importing and exporting all the time. So you just have to go to the store and shop instead of having to wait six weeks for it to come from wherever it's coming from in the world. They're not creating anything new. That's right. Those types of businesses don't <laughs> don't traffic in any. I, original creation, all they did is cultivated a relationship so that when you want it, you can come get it in a day, two days, three days, instead of in six weeks. That's yeah, man. Just, just good stuff. So you guys are hearing this, right? So think about it, right? And, and, and I'm looking right now at, at just some examples, right? So we got metaverse retail. It's like, wait a minute, what is that? Well, you, you figure it out. Metaverse retail, right? Metaverse real estate. Uh, you know, uh, metaverse uh, what else I got? Metaverse reality. It's like, wait a minute. I see this. Now, imagine if you're writing blogs about this. It's new. You can probably rank faster and easier on, on, uh, on the search index, right? Because you're going to be putting stuff out there that maybe a lot of people haven't heard of, but a lot of people are searching for. When I looked at this search, how many times metaverse is being searched? It's being searched at 110 thousand 110,000 times a month right that and it wasn't terribly competitive so you could rank in there you start putting some of these keywords together now these are all for my content entrepreneurs out there right of which I'm one and you start thinking about all right I'm writing about this you you could write about the metaverse experience what has it been like for you and you just spinning up these articles about that and then of course you're going to have your links just like you would in any affiliate marketing or content marketing approach right so now people are maybe what is the metaverse and then they they happen to drop on your website that you're talking about these things and you've got these all these all these little trinkets and all these little ways and and mm -hmm. rapidly understand and then you got your little your little pdf and your little book that you're selling for you know four or five six bucks you see where i'm going with this guy and then if you're thinking about the same traditional way to make money that's okay it's just you're going to be making it over there now All right and, and this just is 
in everything that you just outlined, that's, yeah. that's cool. But I want you to, I want everybody to see that, like, you don't have to even be a great marketer, right? Because Randy is going to make Google Ops money because, like, that's the he whole spins idea. up stuff and he does amazing things for people and for marketing. But I want you to think that that idea that he just gave, you take it a step back. You don't have to bring stuff into your website and, and do all the SEO and all the rest of that. But watch this. You get good at writing high SEO content on metaverse and for every new entrepreneur that comes in that needs seo and needs content for their sites about the metaverse you can just go resell articles that you've already right. written yep. to these new and you can sell them multiple times right change a couple words here move a couple things around here same article repackaged there you go and you can sell content packages so it's already seo it's already ranking you can already show what it's doing and you just put the articles together boom and you set it out because you've put in the work to become an expert in that thing that they're going to need exactly it's going to be so it. much easier for them i just i just uh purchased an app the other day that'll help you reword things right are you kidding me right now right so mm -hmm. you put something down and then you you take p uh, sections of it and the ai will help you rewrite it yep so Paraphrase. it's like oh my god and if you're already in that space, writing space, that just helps you. It kind of gives you the prompts, right? And as writers, sometimes we need prompts, you know, as uh, uh, marketers, we need prompts. Sometimes we can just see a couple of things and go, oh yeah, I know what to do now. But if we hadn't seen those prompts, so just think about all these different ways you can make money in the metaverse, you know, do some understanding of it. Listen to everything they're talking about, because when and you're gonna of course hear about you know virtual this virtual that and all that kind of stuff but you start thinking about wait a minute for my business your business how can i maybe dip a toe in because you may have a set way you do your business right and you may be having kind of like the blinders on well you don't want to have the blinders on completely because you don't want to be in a situation where you everybody's doing this and you're not mm -hmm. right so then you become blockbuster even though it had a really good book, it was making great money. When digital came out or uh, when Netflix. Uh, Netflix came out and how we consumed our videos and our movies changed, Blockbuster became a dinosaur. Now, what is important here or music, think about music. Music is the same. The delivery of that is different. Exactly. Right. So if you're already kind of contemplating and thinking about that, I tell you, a writer that does really good work on this man is Jay Samet. This guy is amazing. Uh, uh, Kevin Kelly does great work on this. I was just kind of, you know, reviewing some of his stuff that he talked about in The Inevitable. Right. And he was talking about where things are coming. Mm. It's inevitable that we got there. Now, I bought this book several years ago. But this guy, you know, they kind of consider him a futurist, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And he was able to see in, and as I'm looking back at that stuff and seeing what's happening now, dude was spot on, right? Uh, and Jay Samet, you know, the work that he does, he is in that space and he's always, you know, he's contacted first by business people to say, hey, can you help me in this area? So I'm sure he's really, really busy. But these, yeah. these are some examples that help you start thinking about what's coming very, very quickly. And then being able to look at your business and say, can we dip a little bit of a toe in, you know, put a couple people on it, you know, Hey, go find out about this metaverse stuff and how we can 
you know, be a part of it, how we can earn a couple of coins from it. Exactly. And then maybe even give them, hey, listen, if you guys go and, you know, spin this up, I'll, we can call it your division. And then, they're, you know, your division, and then you can become the CEO of that division. So now they have a different interest in it, right? They, oh, yeah. They're going to run it. And if, and if it becomes the thing that outpaces what you're doing in your business, well, the adjustment and the shift is easier for you because exactly. you kind of dip your toe in as opposed to just having the blinders on saying, you know what? I don't want to know anything else. I don't want to do another business model. It's already hard with the one I got. I'm telling you, you're going to be, you're going to have the, the ground just crumble underneath you if you're not doing these kind of things. So we think the metaverse offers tremendous opportunities, of course, in, in virtual reality and of course in augmented reality, that's kind of mm. the idea. Right, the Internet of Things. You've been hearing about uh, 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 you've been hearing about that for a long time. Well, mm. now that connectivity. I was just reading about a guy who was, or uh, a huge company mm. that just bought a company that is spent that spins up digital sneakers. And you, mm. that company, y'all know who I'm talking about. Right, they just <laughs> bought for millions of dollars. Now this company is brand new. We're not talking, you know, 2016. <laughs> This company was spun up like two years ago, but Nike goes in, buys them up because they see where things go. Now, what is that going to cause? Well, that's going to cause, you know, Adidas to do something and everybody else that's in the shoe business to look and say, well, wait a minute, what are you talking about virtual shoes? <laughs> yep. And I mean, because there's already marketplaces that exist. And this is the thing, this is the thing that, I, that I think is so important and what we're talking about, right? And I'm be cliche again, but right, the more things change, the more things stay the same. This metaverse transition, right? Simon Sinek talks about it, and I can't remember the book that it's originally in, but it's basically the, the, the wave of innovation. Tipping Point talks about it, right? Um, the wave of innovation. So you have your, 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 your innovators, the people who are way ahead of the curve. They see stuff like they, they're the futurists. They see things before they happen. Then you have your first adopters. Yeah. Those are the people yeah. that like to have the new new. Whatever the new new is, they always got it. They got them fresh shoes, that that that, that fresh hairstyle that ain't nobody had before. The, the the purse, the stuff from 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 Italy, whatever it is, they always got the new tech thing, the new whatever. Those are the people that was you know that, that was getting iPhones before you had to stand in line for them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. <clears throat> That, but that's always about 10% of the population, right? It, it, it kind of, it, it, from about like 3% to 10% of the population is where you start getting to this point where they, where you, where they talk about the tipping point. And once you get past that 10%, once you get past that, that and remember, 90% 90, 90 of people are like, uh, what's this thing? Y'all crazy over there, right? But once you get to about that 10%, that's mm -hmm. where that tipping point happens, where you have your first wave of adopters right so not your first adopters but your first wave of kind of commercial adopters and that goes quick right that's where that exponential growth comes because it happens in five to ten years everybody seems to have one right first wave and second wave that's about 68 percent of the population and then it's ubiquitous everybody has it, right and then you got those people that like they still got the only reason that they don't have uh <laughs> right the only reason they don't got a, a rotary dial phone is because they don't make them no more right like that that you, you'll deal with them. But the basic thing that you want to look at is, right, pay attention to those people that you know that are first adopters, that are innovators, right? Look and see what they're doing, where they're at, right? Because if you do, you'll see that in the gaming world, right, they've been ahead of this whole moving to virtual and all the rest of that for mm -hmm. 20 years, mm -hmm. right? Right now, I'm having to hold back my kids 
of getting into online gaming and all the rest of that type of stuff because of the fact that I'm like, I don't know enough about it. And I know a, a lot about cyber stuff. And I don't want your ignorance and, and, and growing up with completely like they, they grow up talking to Alexa and, and Siri and all the rest of that. And I'm still, you know, doing stuff manually on my phone. I know that they have a completely different react relationship That's to right. this technology, That's but right. they also are still young. So they don't have an understanding of how to be circumspect, how to be wary, how to, how to make sure that they're safe. So, but, but I can tell you for at least five years, you've been able to buy all kind of crazy stuff on like NBA live and NBA yeah. 2k, yeah. like you can buy shoes, you can buy jerseys, you can buy extra coin, you can, all this type of stuff. And it's just like, hook up your bank account. They've been doing this. So right, already, and now already when the word comes out, they're saying, think about it, metaverse. So these things, like Rob is saying, have, are already being done. Now, yes. somebody is just trying to make it all the time. Exactly. If and your so, universe, if your world is related to all things virtual and all that kind of stuff, that's where Ready Player One comes in. And you see exactly. how they were rocking it. It's a little bit different things. You know, I think they were talking about the first trillionaire, the guy that became a first trillionaire. And then, you know, they're, <laughs> they're looking for the guy. Well, don't we got a guy like that right now, Elon Musk, that could become Close. that first, you know, first trillion dollar business and stuff like that. And then, and then I can imagine when I, when I saw Ready Player One, I thought, man, this is too early. Mm. Right. Because, and it didn't do very, very well relative to the book series and stuff like that. Steve because Spielberg it was a little bit early. That. It was early. You know, people weren't into it. Now, Ready Player One comes out now. Excuse me. <laughs> if it comes out now, now people are going, oh, oh, I see very clearly how that is relating to now. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, but again, what about you? What about you going out there and doing a deep dive into all things meta and all things metaverse and creating from that? Yeah. Right. Being the voice. I, I was list, literally listening to uh, a lady talk about uh, she's a science writer. Right. But she was holding court with all of these people that had just created the, you know, um, and I can't have you know, do it justice, synthetic, biologic that could reproduce or something like that. And then I started looking at who, who was holding court and she was a science writer in this area, right? That's all she did was wrote in this area, but now she knew all the players. So when they were talking about um, the, the first computer, but it was, it was created, right? Uh, uh, cre uh, first computer that was able to reproduce. Just listening to her hold court with all these folks, right? Now, how about you? If you're out there and you get into this information, you start digging in and creating stuff around it. You could be the person that is tying all the people do in it that are doing interesting things. You can create a nice little business for yourself, right? Because yeah. you're the source. And all you can have, you can have a whole bunch of people going out there just getting you information yeah. and sitting in on you. And if you're able to now take that information and create stuff. Yep. You nah, could be the, the person exactly that they right. come to. You could be that store that they come to, but then they got an expert in the store and says, you know, what's the type of shovel should I have to go get this gold out of the ground? What kind of pick and what angle should I hit it at? And, you know, and how do I know when I see it? You could become that expert. Yeah. You're your yep. business. Well, you your division could become that expert. <laughs> yep. Right. If you, if you want to do it that way. Uh, yep. And then of course, when you hire the expert, somebody has got to be the expert. 
right? Mm -hmm. And and now you've got a nice little business for yourself in an area that you may have not known anything about six months prior. And this is the this is the beauty of it, right? Because I I think that one of the things that I know for for me, especially when I was a younger entrepreneur, one of the things that was always kind of a, a an impediment to getting into stuff was feeling like I gotta learn a whole nother thing. I gotta go yeah. and start from the bottom again. And the thing that I want to kind of impress upon everybody that's that's listening today is you don't have to go about it that way, right? Now don't get me wrong, if you're gonna do <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> if you're gonna do the big, amazing transformational stuff, eventually you're gonna have to learn something new, you got to tweak something. But I want you to start where you are. What's the that's business right. that you have right now? What do you do right now? Do you sell cupcakes? Do you sell um, do you sell shoes? Do you uh, do you do any type of consulting? Do you sell you beads, type, cupcake right? and beads. beads and cupcakes, right? But what do you do in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want you to go and find the analog in the meta world. You don't have mm. to you don't have to create it. You don't have to come up with it. Just go find where somebody else is doing it in the meta world. Because here's the beauty of the knowledge that you already have from the real world. If you're good at it in the real world and you're competing with other people who are good at it in the real world, guess what? Same people as the people that you're competing with in the meta world. And if you're better at it on average than the people in the real world, you can probably bring something over to the meta world and do the same thing, little tweak, get you a technical person that can help you out with that. But now you have your same business. You can start building money in a, what is largely a bluer ocean than your real world. And then you can start because you get there early, because you, right. I just want you to go back and look at, look at video games when they first came out. Atari was a world beater. And if you go back and look at the original Atari games, like, it's crazy. And so when you look at what Nintendo did when they pulled from Atari, like Nintendo blew Atari out of the water because, but even if you go back and look at the original Nintendo games, they weren't leaps and bounds and amazingness. And like it was block characters that could just move and they, they took it and moved it just a little bit. Now you look at it and you, if you put your face in the game and you can do, this is, you know, 30 years later. But if you go back to the beginning, it wasn't as if you needed to be stupendous to make a lot of money. You just need to be a little bit better than what was there. And so I want to give you all kind of that, 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 that encouragement that like, don't feel like you got to go and reinvent the wheel or come up with the next billion dollar idea. I love what Steve Harvey says with this. He's like, if you've got a $10 idea, make that $10 idea 10 times. Now you got a $100 idea. That's now that with that $100 idea, make that $100 idea 10 more times. Now you got a $1,000 idea. Make that 10 more times, you got a $10,000 idea. 10 more times, you got a $100,000 idea. 10 more times, you got a million-dollar idea. But you never created a million-dollar idea. You did a le- an, a, an inferior idea a lot of times. See that? Look at that. You know, I was just uh, use another one of my, you know, uh, tools that let me see into what people are searching for, right? Which is the, the best way to start a business. See what people are searching for, start a business around it, and just deliver it to them, right? And I, I went global. 60, so let's look at it right here. 823,000 searches on Metaverse alone. And then when I look at the paid competition, in other words, how many people are out there paying for the low competition? CPC, 
uh, cost per click is at 84 cents. So in other words, it's going to cost you 84 cents to be putting out there stuff out there about this and get, you know, get ranked high, right? Metaverse crypto, 60,500 times. Metaverse Facebook, 27,100 times. Metaverse coin, 60,500 uh, monthly volume people. Now, this is global. If I went to the United States, you know, then it would be something different. Metaverse stock, 33,000. So look at this, just right here. And then, like I say, the competition is low to getting high. But now you're jumping in Metaverse NFTs, 12,100 times being searched for. So you just put Metaverse in front of it and then go Metaverse something, right? Metaverse drinks, I don't know. <laughs> and see if you can now start creating content around that. Spin up a YouTube channel. I was helping a, a, a lady yesterday, man, um, start her YouTube channel, right? Really, really simple stuff. She's like, do I need a license for that? No, you don't need a license for that. The little things that, you know, you might not know. Well, because I now know that you don't, I was able to help her, right? And get paid as a result of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, at, at Metaverse ETFs, electronic, you know, uh, trading uh, funds, right? So all this kind of stuff, Metaverse Zuckerberg, somebody searching for that guy. Uh, 2,900 times. So in your articles, you're now putting this stuff in here, right? And of course, hey, look, if you if you want the two business guys to, you know, mastermind on some other things on how you can specifically spin these things, uh, just give us a call, you know, send us an email, uh, you know, DM us, whatever you need to do, because we'll come in and we'll talk about this stuff or we'll do a special deal for you and help you now transition what your business may be doing. And so that it can align itself with what what everybody else is doing. <laughs> You're doing this and everybody else is doing this. So we can come in and help you connect. Right. Help you not be the next blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want you being blockbuster. You know what I mean? We want you to be in music. We want you to be in uh, movies and wherever the platform. Right. And this again, this is what we do. Go out there and check things out. Mastermind on it. See if there's ways we can share stuff with you guys. See if there's ways that we can, you know, and we create in our own sense, and our, you know, separately and sometimes together with stuff, right? Mm. So, but this is the fun part about this, um, uh, learning something very, very new, but yet, like Rob said, very, very old. The business models are old. The way you see the marketing done is old, all right? It's just talking about something you haven't heard. And if you strip away, you know, I reverse engineer a lot of stuff and I'm looking at it and I'm going, wait a minute, this is such and such. Mm. Once you strip away all of the you know, wrappings around it, all the fancy words and all the prettiness around it, you go, ah, man, it's the same old pig. Right. <laughs> and then you go, oh, I know how to deal with the same old pig. There same concept with like you think about, um, you know, NFTs, you think about Bitcoins, you think about all the cryptocurrencies. Right. And there's about 2,000 of them right now. I'm right now, I'm tracking about 250 of them. And they spin up every single day. But the point is, it is a means by which, if you think about blockchain and you think about the internet, the blockchain is another way to put information on, goods on. It's just tracked differently. Now, I, I think about a person that is in the cybersecurity space, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about your blockchain, your wallet being affected. And you're like, well, I got this cybersecurity firm that watches my wallet or watches things for me, making mm -hmm. sure people aren't getting in. 
right? I was th- I was looking at another uh, uh, guy that's starting up a business that says they they look at memes that are out there, right? That somebody's putting on the blockchain or whatever it is, somebody's creating a coin out of it and seeing if they're legit, seeing if they're real. This guy started a business out of this. Right. So what yep. are you waiting for, everybody? I- and, and and keep keep that 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 one right there is so powerful, right? He doesn't do anything creating blockchain. He doesn't do anything selling blockchain. He goes and he said, wait a minute, people that are buying blockchain want to know that it's real and that's a service that they will pay for because the research to figure out that it's real takes them longer than they want to take so that they can then decide to buy it. That's it. So if I just offer them, yep, it's real. It's a certification. It's a stamp. His whole business is doing research for people. Right. Right. I I follow these guys on on Facebook. Right. That's the whole business. That's the whole business. and, and, And let's be clear. That business has been around for thousands of years. Since people could read and put stuff in books, people have been getting paid to research for other people who didn't want to go read. Yep. Same business. And making some good money, right? right. I saw, I saw, I saw one of his ads, you know, making sure, hey, is this right? You know, can I, should I buy this kind of coin? Uh, you know, what should I get into? I had been just um, last week, I was almost sucked in to uh, <laughs> buying a, 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 a course on. Now, this, this I'll give you an example, guys. So I'm looking at this thing. This guy was um, using bots, right? Now, I like anything that does stuff faster and better mm, for me, right? Uh, and haven't always been that way. <laughs> what was the person trying to do it all manually myself? And I was like, this is some BS, man. I need to find a better way, right? So now this guy was selling a course on how to take NFTs and put them in and have your bots basically do all the work for you. You're buying and selling and trading, right? So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, this is 3,500 bucks. And I you know, went to the seminar and I was like, okay, the seminar uh, people, guess what? Get this. So this guy hired these people to run his seminar. He wasn't even running the seminar. And then he hired them to do the uh, follow-up seminar. So they're making money. There's a whole business there anyway, but they're really, really good at closing and they get a what affiliate kick for that. But I'm looking at this thing and I, and I happen to see what they were using. So what do I do? I go in reverse engineer it. Then I says, I wonder if I can get some Fiverr people to teach me this stuff and I won't have to pay, you know, $3,400. Maybe I can pay $300. And I found five Fiverr people. And that's because I want mo- as much information. I says, now listen, this is what I want to do. Here's what they're using. It happens to be BitScap, right? They're using that particular um, bot to create. Now you got to go on and exchange and all this kind of stuff. You see, just just in understanding it enough, I'm able to go, oh, I can put what I know about this and apply it to this, right? And so, I, and they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. So for like twenty bucks each, I've got five people teaching me, and I'm able to save myself a whole lot of money. And the guy was like, well, you know, they're using BitScap and that's not the best one for, you know, dollar or a dollar cross averaging. And I'm thinking, now I know those terms, right? Because that's old. Yes. Dollar cost averaging, right? They tell you, don't jump into the market with a blump dollar cost average it into them. So you go, wait a minute, this stuff isn't new. This pig just got lipstick on it, right? And that's what, I'm, what we're saying to you guys is like, as you think about this new stuff that's coming, and you think about, um, you know, your experiences with it. If you have 
any kind of experience, you can look and go, this is the same as such. And if you were pretty decent at that, you might be okay with this. And because this is new, you can get really good at it. So I started looking at it, talking to a couple of friends that are kind of like in the trading space and stuff like that. Even talked to some of the Forex traders and says, you know what? And they were like, oh, you know, that's kind of like what we do here. Um, we, you know, but we use a different kind of system. And I was like, oh, okay. So I can have people to talk to, to get good at this. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get some people to run mine, you know, not my, you know, my actual wallet. I can't give them access to that, but is, you know, can I get you to find out all of the stuff that I should be trading in this area? Now, this is a dip, a toe dip in. I don't totally, I'm junking everything I've been doing and going here. I'm just dipping a toe in and saying, okay, I'll go to Binance and I will get on and then I will get a, a, a bot and then I'll, I'll look at it and then I'll be able to tell somebody, yeah, I need you to do this. Have a basic understanding and then be able to direct people. You see what I mean? So now that, and then you now can maybe have one of those deals where you're saying, hey, I just started doing this stuff a year ago and I got, I got a million bucks in the bank. It's like, how did you do that? How did you go from not knowing anything about it? Because it's so new. But what the reverse engineering of it show you that they're using some old principles to do the same thing. Trading's been around for a long time. Exactly. Only and experts that's the whole were using thing. these technologies, but you can go, I can get information, hover down in a room, hunker down in a room for, you know, a weekend and get really smart with this stuff. Right. Set it up so that you're doing it right. It's because way. of building upon the knowledge that that's you it. already have. What that's so many it. people do is they discount what they already know. And that's the reason why I, I, when I first started out, I wanted you all to start where you are <laughs> because the knowledge that, that you have you is extremely important to where you're going, right? I think that it's it, a lot of times what we see is we see this, this brave new world. Like, we, like go back to the pioneers, right? When the, the West was conquered, right? When people were going West, the people who were the best at being kind of the... Um, leading expeditions and leading people over to the West, who were they? They were people who already lived out there and hunted and trapped and fished and were mountain men. And, and why were they the best at it? Because that's what they did every day anyway. They just <laughs> yeah. figured out a different way to get paid for it. They used to only get paid for it when they brought back, you know, pelts and, and skins and, and hats. Now they got paid for it just for walking. It's like, what? I can go and do what I just did? fighting lions and tigers and bears oh my and all i got to do now is just ride in the, in the front wagon and tell y'all where yeah. to go perfect exactly but it was the same knowledge think about that they everybody. didn't create anything new this is this is the this is why when they talk about this is a fun time to be alive an exciting time to be alive it's because of stuff like this yes. that you can spend something up can become an expert in it and then a guide Right. So in, in a, from a marketing standpoint, they talk about uh, and to check these analogies. They say, it's OK, you, you need to be uh, a seller of a shovel. You need to be a, a guide. Right. And then you need to maybe sell people a map. And then if they really want you to you know, go with them to the dig. Well, that's like the big course you sell them. Exactly. <laughs> right? A map, yep. a shovel. Hey, you're gonna be a, you're gonna need a map to get there. Let, let me show you. Uh, oh, and about when you get there, you, you want to use this tool, right? And then, oh, you, you you need somebody to take you where to go with your shovel and map, or using your map. Okay, I can do that, right? So look at those three points of getting paid. 
right? The map bearer, the shovel seller, and the guide, if you so desire. And then if they say, we would really like you to participate in this dig, you go, that'll cost you a lot of money. Right. Right? So now that's four ways to get paid for every person that's going, right? And the beauty of it is that's four, right? And and, and that's the reason, that's how this stuff happens, right? That's how big money is made. The big thing that it, it doesn't matter what you're in. If you're in real estate, you don't make, you don't see people who are flipping properties doing that for years and years and years. You see people flip properties to stack up cash so they can buy passive income properties, which are properties where people rent and pay them money. And they hire out everything about the property except for collecting a check, right? I remember I was a landlord for 10 years. That was the that was the, the best thing. I could be anywhere in the country and my property management company would send me a check every month yep. after they had done all the stuff they need to do with my tenant. It, it, it was easy. Like they're done that, I, everybody. Right, you know, like you, you know, this, you've, been, you've had a lot. Of, like, I, I, and I want everybody to get to the, to the understanding of you want to figure out how to get paid multiple times. But the game and Robert Kiyosaki lays it out in Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant. The game is getting from the point where you're getting paid for what you actively do mm-hmm. to where you're getting paid for something that you have in place that you can pay other people to do, right? And investing is the, is the top of the game because really breaking this down really quickly for everybody, all an investment is is this. <coughs> you say, here's some money for you to go do whatever it is that you do. And when you go make money, you bring me back a little bit extra on what I gave you. So you're literally paying somebody else to run a company and make money and just give you a little bit back on the top. That is how you then begin to make money in your sleep yeah. because you don't have to do anything other than give the money. That's it. That's like that Metaverse ETF. Right? Exactly. It's a fund and you buy into the fund, Metaverse stock, right? Even Metaverse coin. You know, I would even venture to say, who is starting something in this area that you say, I don't know anything about it. Well, I don't need to. I just need to invest in somebody who does. Exactly. Right? And now, I, once yeah. you can get to that level, that's a whole other transition. So in this space, I want you all to know, like, that's where we're going. So I don't want you to get, I want you to get bent, bent, up, bent out of shape about it and trying to, trying to get there right now. There's stages to this, right? Right now you're in that business stage. You get paid for what you do. You either get paid for what you do because you're working for somebody or you get paid for what you do because you have a business and people pay you to do it. But the big thing that we're, we're talking about, we'll go into this a little bit more in depth as we, we talk about, you know, we're going to do another series on, right, moving from entrepreneur to business owner and moving from business owner to mogul, right? But in this space, one of the things that is important to, to, to understand is that there's other steps, right? I remember Stephen Covey talked about this in the seven habits of highly effective people. In America, so often we get focused on independence. We get focused on being our own boss. We get focused on being able to do what we want to do as if that's the pinnacle. And the problem with that is when you're independent, while that is possibly the freest life you will live, that is also the most burdensome and unfree life you will live. And the reason why is because the obligations of independence are born solely by you. And so you have to be on alert for everything. It's like what it is when you're a small business owner, when you're the only person managing your store, you're actually at work 24 seven. 
even if you say you take days off, you don't take days off up here because you're thinking about what's that bill I got to pay? What's that thing I got to do? What's this, right? You're, you're not there. That's a good and point. so while it's a great transition, and this is what the metaverse, like when we're talking about this, the metaverse, you're going to have these same four transitions, right? You go from working for somebody else, dependent, to working for yourself, independent. But here's a Stephen Coveyism that, that, that I want y'all to take with you. Interdependence is the high state interdependence is the graduation is the mastery level interdependence is understanding the role that you play vis-a-vis -vis everybody else in society and being able to step into your role and to accept other people being amazing at their roles so that the synergy of both of you is greater than either one of you could have done individually yeah, right the sum is greater than the the the, the 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 whole is greater than the sum of its parts why is that so powerful because that's where, as you build a business and you learn how to do something better, faster, cheaper, and then you step into your interdependence, you start to understand, oh, I need a team. Oh, I need other people. Oh, I have money now. I just invest and I help other people who are moving along their journey from entrepreneur, from um entrepreneur or employee to entrepreneur, I help them make that transition or I help businesses that are good at entrepreneurship build and make their transition to become a, a business owner where they're employing lots of people. And because I help in those stages, I make little bits of money off of all of the work of all of that. And I don't have to do anything. Or maybe I sit on an advisory board Man, and I just give so advice. Powerful. That if you guys haven't, you know, picked up those dimes, uh, that Rob just laid down, then you're going to probably be broke, right? <laughs> making money off of, making small bits of money off of a lot of people, right? Yep. And that's what an employer does, right? Yeah. You're working at that employee, uh, that shop or that spot. <clears throat> yeah. Because they figured out, I can't do all that. And they exactly. got 50 other people doing all of that, making thousands while they make millions, and here's the thing that I want, and I want to, I want to jump on that point because I got to get this off my chest to the group because there's so much going on right now. There's, there's the word exploitation is talked about a lot when we think about this, right? Because Andrew Carnegie once said, he was like, I would rather make 1% off of 100 people's effort than 100% of my own effort. But here's the thing. <coughs> what so many people don't understand when you look at the employer-employee relationship is this. But for the employer taking the risk and having the idea and putting all the people together and doing all the things that they did to create the organization, none of the employees would have a job. So even though the employee is making thousands of dollars, which is great for them in their position because they didn't create anything, they showed up and they gave their labor, which is valuable. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But just think about this. What the employer did was create an organization for hundreds if not thousands of people to be able to get value from their labor, right? It's real tough. And everybody acts as if that doesn't have, not everybody, so many people that are talking this exploitation, all the rest of that type of stuff, act as if that doesn't have value or it acts as if the value isn't, isn't, isn't exponentially greater than those that, that just have jobs. And I want you to think about it like this. For all of you all that are looking at the metaverse and you're looking at what you're looking at, understand that that jump from employee to entrepreneur is one of the most difficult things that people do in their lives because you have to actually create something of value that people are willing to give you 
comparable value as to when you were working for somebody else. Otherwise, most people fall out of entrepreneurship and go back to working for somebody else. They're like, I can make more money working for somebody else. And it's, it's much easier. Right? It's much easier, right? So when you look at it from that perspective, that the diff, that it is so difficult to make the jump to say, here's what my value is and I can go get it in the marketplace. Then how valuable is it that somebody creates a job where you don't have to do that, where all you have to do is go and interview with them and they see your value and they've already created the position that can pay you your value. That's it. And, and then when the, those same folks that are complaining, you know, sometimes when they create their own business and then they have to hire somebody, aren't exactly. you kind of doing the same thing? That's to them? And that, that, that's the reason why I wanted to bring this up, Randy, because it's a block to a lot of entrepreneurs that stinking thinking of there's exploitation. And then on the flip side, well, I'm paying them more than they're worth. No, 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 no. Understand something. You have to see it from a bigger place. You have to see that what you're paying them is what allows you to not do that work. And that's the value of it. But similarly, you have to realize that they are there because you created this thing, right? And so don't allow it to be a block. Don't feel like you figure out what it's worth. And this is a numbers game. It's not, a, it's not an emotions question. It's none of that. You have to figure out what it's worth. And then you have to negotiate. I know that you know one of my employees, one of the big things that I, that I, that I did for negotiation, I was like, what do you need to make so that you don't have to have any other jobs? That's how we negotiated. Because she was that important to my organization that I wanted to figure out how could I make sure that she didn't have to deal with anything else, that she didn't have any other stresses so she could focus just on our company. Once that conversation happened, interestingly enough, it was less than I was thinking that the number was to begin with. And so we have a, a, a plan. Number one, we were able to bring her up to that number easy. And I have a plan to pay her even more than what she was asking for. That's so funny, man. I, I had a, uh, one of my guys that used to haul, uh, haul, like, haul away stuff, right? Trash. And, you know, if I you know, knock down a garage, he'd haul it away. He would always come over and he would say, hey, Randy, what do you think this job is worth? Now, I'm not going to argue with myself. So when I came up with a number, <laughs> if it was, if he knew that my dumping fees were going to be X, and, you know, I got to pay my guy that's with me, blah, blah, blah. If he knew that that number was way higher than he would have known, he says, oh, okay, I'll do it. Right. And I used to think to myself, that was so brilliant because I'm not going to argue with myself. Mm-hmm. I just negotiated with me like you did with this lady. She negotiated. She saw, hey, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. When she puts it out there, if you had told did that the other way around and you says well i'm gonna pay you you know forty thousand dollars and she was thinking man i need more than that but if she comes up with that number then you just go it's under x so yes you get y (laughs) so so now think about this everybody as we close up here in in talking about how you can now make money in the metaverse right we've given you some frameworks to think about and we've given you some jump off points Even if you have a business with its own business model, start asking, how can I dip the toe of my business in and take advantage of what they're talking about? You say you don't have time. Well, then you go hire somebody and get those 50 hours you don't have because they do have it. You're hearing what I just said here, right? They bring you more hours into your business when you hire a thing out. And you don't have to do it as an employee. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, oh, I gotta get two more employees. I says, do you really? Right. Or do you just have to get two more or one more person or and or company to do that same work? You can pull them off the shelf 
and put them back. That's that fractional CEO, CMO, right? Fractional mm-hmm. CMO or fractional whatever. I take a portion, I pull it off, I use it, and then I put it back. I need it exactly. three months later, great. But now you don't have an employee sitting around here that you have to tell what to do. So, I mean, do it right. the way you want it's to. It's a difference between, and it's important to, to point out, it's a, it's a difference between going to Costco and going to the grocery store, right? You know that, there's certain things that cost once you know what your grocery bill is and you know what you eat and you know all the rest of that type of stuff, then Costco becomes better because of the fact that you can go get the same things and you know what your bill is going to be Absolutely. and you're saving money and all the rest of the type of stuff because you're buying in bulk, yada, yada, yada. However, it's not best for everything. If you're just having this dinner and you just want something for this weekend, going to Costco, probably not a good idea. If you just are trying a new diet out and you you, you don't know if you like these folks, going to Costco is not a good idea because you're going to have to get a whole bunch of them, <laughs> right? Whereas you can go to the grocery store and get just enough, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it'll cost you a little bit more unit cost over here, <laughs> but it gives you the freedom and the flexibility, freedom and flexibility to learn what you need. And then you come over here. It's same thing with employees. I don't hire anybody into my company as an employee directly. We hire them all in as vendors who do specific jobs for us, and we test them out, and we see whether or not they can That's do right. what we need them to do. And then through the, throughout their onboarding period, right, because a lot of the stuff, we're in a growth phase right now. A lot of stuff we're figuring out, do we even need that position, let alone mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. individual Right. And so we're testing out this position to see if it works with our structure. So while we're testing it, we're paying a little bit more of a premium. We're paying for better expertise and all the rest of that. But we're learning a lot about what we need. But trust, once we figure out, yes, this is definitely what we need, then we pivot and we hire that in as an employee. See, now that's it, everybody. In a nutshell, you know, as you think about that metaverse, right, you think about even again, if you're talking about the NFTs and blockchain, all that kind of stuff, you know, and you start thinking about how does all, all of this relate? Well, it's digital real estate, baby. You know, it's the <laughs> stuff that I dived into three or four years ago when, when it wasn't very popular. And now mm. that it got popular and now people, when they're asking me about it, I can go, yeah, I know a little bit about that. <laughs> and then had my, I dipped my toe in and now I can talk about how you create these digital pieces of real estate. And this is what the metaverse allows. Multiple ways to have digital pieces of real estate, whether it's virtual or augmented, however it is, right? And then you now to participate in that and create some good money for yourself. That's what we wish yes. for you, everybody. You know, we, we want your comments. Talk about it. You know, drop some stuff down in the comments about what your experiences are in the metaverse. Are you scared of it or are you totally jumping in or are you dipping a toe? Right. <laughs> Let us know. Give us a give us a holler about this and share your thoughts. And we will if you want us to do some more uh, work on this because you're curious, we'll find out in those comments and in your emails and stuff like that you just send us. Rob, you want to leave them with something from before we take off here? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, again, go back, back to the, the beginning of this where I talk, there's nothing new under the sun. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Remember that don't get overwhelmed by all this new stuff, right? Understand that there are patterns that you can find that you've already found. If you're especially for those successful entrepreneurs that we have out there to listen to the channel, know that you've already gotten good at this. Know that it's it. 
you're just looking for the patterns. And once you can find the patterns, right, the fundamentals are the fundamentals for a reason. And the fundamentals are going to be the fundamentals of the metaverse. So don't get overwhelmed by everything that's out there. I promise that if you just stick with the fundamentals, you can figure out things. And for the things that you need help with, that's where you go and you find other experts who are a little bit ahead of you, right? I love the, the, the concept of expert, right? Expert just means somebody that knows more than you. And, and that's the thing that you, you really need to be clear on because there's varying degrees of experts, but certain people don't need, you know, a, a super expert. If you get somebody that's an astrophysicist or that's a, you know, a, a computer science PhD that created their own interweb or whatever the case may be, the level that they're talking on versus the level that you're listening on, not even in the same yeah, room, right? You need somebody that's right here and then you come up and you get somebody that's right here and you come up and get somebody that's right here. And that will allow you to not feel so overwhelmed by everything that you're doing. When I was just starting my business, I had business owners and I had mentors that had built six-figure businesses, right? And seven-figure businesses. Now that I have a six-figure business, I have mentors that have built seven and eight-figure businesses. When I have a seven-figure business, right, in the next couple of years, we'll have mentors that have built eight and nine-figure businesses. Yeah. And that's the, I'm, I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of the stuff that the billionaires are talking about yet because while it, unless they talk about fundamentals, it doesn't apply to where I'm at. Exactly. Right. You're punching too high above your weight. <laughs> exactly. You know what right? I mean? You're going to get punched out. Right. right. So, so, so don't get, don't, don't get overwhelmed by what you have to do. Slow and steady wins the race. Be consistent. The bet, the, the, the most powerful force on the earth is the the force of compounding interest. That's because it's just consistent. Yeah, and if consistent. you do small little things over time, that consistency will yield you great results. There it is, everybody. So, hey, listen, you've heard the two business guys talk about the metaverse. You know, the two business guys are going to be masterminding on all things crypto. We're going to be masterminding on all things Bitcoin coming up and how it can relate to your business. So stay tuned and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again, Rob. Man, I appreciate you today. We uh, awesome, I think, you know, shared some really cool things and gave some tips I think people can act on today. And that's what we hope for you. Act on it. Awesome. Awesome. Have a great one, everybody. Have a great holiday. All right.